Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, cat lovers, feline friends. Welcome to Cattletude. I'm your show host, Michelle Fern. You know, I think it's so important that people learn about cats when they're little, you know? And the more kids know about cats, the more likely they'll be cat lovers when they go off. Well, my next guest wrote a handbook for how kids can make feline friends. And I am so excited to have him on. We'll be right back. Listen up, cat lovers. If you're planning a vacation, you need to hear about trusted house sitters. They connect pet parents with verified and background-checked sitters, so you can travel worry-free knowing your fur baby has all the care and company they could need. I love this. I can't stand the thought of my pets being lonely or being in a kennel, so I can't wait to sign up. Catitude listeners, you get 20% off today with code CATITUDE20. That's CATITUDE20. Go to TrustedHouseSitters.com and use the code CATITUDE20 for 20% off. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to introduce Nigel Kidd and Rachel Ronigan, the authors of Pet That Cat, a handbook for making feline friends. Welcome, Rachel and Nigel. Hello. Hello. So, first of all, I love your book. I thought it was just fabulous. What made you decide to write Pet That Cat? Um, I think that not very many people know a lot about cats. I think that more people should learn just how to take care of cats, more about cats in general, so that they can just get this good knowledge so that if they ever decide to get a cat or if they're thinking about getting a cat, this book can really help them to, you know, decide what type of cat to get, where to get it from. And so that's kind of one of the reasons that I got it, just to, you know, help people learn more about cats. I totally agree. I think cats are misunderstood, misinterpreted. You know, I started with dogs way back, so I had to learn about cats. You know, they're not little dogs. And that's what a lot of people think when they're deciding, you know, to become a cat pet parent. So it's just, it's crucial. And Nigel, you're a kid yourself, right? Yep. How old are you? I'm 12 years old. Oh my gosh, 12 years old and you're already an author. And Rachel, you're his mom? Yes, I am. Okay. So what did you think when Nigel came to you and said, I want to write a book? It was exciting. Um, It was really fun to work with him on this book. And he's always been a kid who has loved cats. And he would always come up to me and tell me cat facts, new things he had learned about cats. So this seemed a really perfect way for him to put that knowledge into use. I love the book. I read the entire thing. I love the book. Nigel, you touched on this a little before, but I want to talk about this a little more. So Pet That Cat is intended for children seven and up. 
I think it's a nice read for adults too, although it's, you know, it's for younger children. Was your goal to really educate young people so that they grow up understanding cats, not trying to misinterpret or make moves on them? When I say make moves, you know, touch them the right way, know how they think versus how they might believe dogs think. And, you know, people see more dogs, more dog behavior shows, more dogs on TV. So I think there's so much confusion around cats. What was your intention with exploring, I guess, the relationship with cats and children so that children would really understand you do this with cats. You don't do that with cats. Maybe so that, um, you know, like you kind of touched on a bit, yeah, so that people know where to kind of touch them. Because I know that like um, a lot of people just kind of want to pet the cats kind of wherever. But, you know, like the cats usually don't want to be pet just anywhere and stuff. So um, I think that I kind of wrote, you know, queer stuff about that and also some of the myths about cats, like um, how, I don't know, like black cats are bad luck. I know. So, yeah, just kind of to clear up some myths and put a lot of new information out there and kind of, like you said, help kids, you know, just learn more about cats. And you kind of touched on my next question about why do you think cats are so misunderstood? You hit on one with the black cat myth, and I've actually done shows on that, especially around Halloween, because sometimes there's some people that are cruel to black cats around Halloween, which that's just the color of their fur. You know, it doesn't mean anything. I like how in your book, you have myths about facts, you have cat facts, you have an interview with a cat expert. But let's get back to my first question. My question I started with, what do you think the overall reason is why cats are just misunderstood, especially with children? Maybe it's because sometimes they can be a little more grumpy sometimes and a little bit more likely to like a scratch or bite maybe because that may be one of the reasons. And but um also I think it's just kind of deep rooted into like um culture that you know like about how stuff like a black cats are bad luck and stuff like that or how cats all cats kind of like maybe like mean kind of just want to hurt you I think that's it I also think it it's because dogs are much more approachable to kids in some way I think kids see dogs more because more cats are inside. And with a cat, you can't just run up to a cat and pet them. You have to give them a little bit of space. And I don't think a lot of kids understand that. That is so true. And I think another thing when you were talking, Rachel and Nigel, I was thinking about this. Kids also tend to be hard on things, you know, even especially toddlers, where with cats, you have to really be gentle. And, you know, you have a little toddler that you have to be gentle with, but they just, you know, they bang everything. And I know your book is for older children, but I think, you know, children generally are more energetic and bouncing around and want to get involved, whatever. And for cats, you have to be, hey, wait, it's on my turns, you know. So it's interesting that the different tips that you have as far as how to approach cats and everything. What is your cat pet parent experience, Nigel? I think that cats have very interesting and basically all cats have different personalities, basically. And like, um, they all have things that they might want you to do or not do. Like, um, some cats may want their belly rubbed, some cats might not. I know, uh, like, um, my cat, a princess, sometimes loves to be picked up. 
only at certain times. So you have to kind of like tell when and kind of have to get that their personality for doing stuff like picking them up. In my experience, I think that you kind of have to get to know the cat before doing stuff like that. And, you know, they all just have different things that they like. Yeah, Princess sometimes likes her belly rubbed, but then I know that other cat would not like their belly rubbed. And like um Cherry really wants her food and kind of gets angry if she doesn't get it. But then Princess and Fred aren't as mad if it's not specifically on time and stuff. So I think that basically all cats are just kind of unique and different. You know, I'm going to tell you, I've mentioned this on the show before, but when I read that portion of your book and listening to you now, I'm thinking, oh, so, so true. My first cat about almost 15 years ago was Dennis. And he just like opened the door one day and he walked in. It was actually nighttime. It was cold. It was cold as it gets in South Florida. And he was meowing, walked in. And that's how I became a cat person. And um, Dennis is like part Maine Coon. And I didn't know at the time, but they're like the dog of cats and, you know, quote, the dog of cats. And I thought that he was just the super nice cat. I remember telling my neighbor, well, my cat is so nice. Your cat's so different. She goes, no, your cat is different. And I didn't get that until more cats came into my life because yeah, Dennis is, you know, he'll come when he's called. He eats anything. I know that cats can't, you know, smell and taste, but he'll come over to you no matter what snack you have and tap you. Like, where's mine? He sleeps belly up, which is unusual. You can always pick him up. Molly, on the other hand, no. She's a little tuxedo. Don't go near her. And her sister, Charlotte, sister from another litter, is just runs when you go near her. She's just doesn't want anything to do with anyone. Just let her hide, let her eat, sleep and leave her alone. So and then the outdoor cats are another thing. But they're so, so different. How many cats do you have now, Nigel? Um, well, my mom's I have uh, Fred, Cherry and Princess. But then at my dad's, I have Meowser. Pizza, coffee, and taco. So a lot of cats. Six? I have three at my mom's and uh, four at my dad's. So what? a lot of cats. Wow, that's a lot. I thought five was a lot. That's a lot of cats. Well, no wonder you wrote such a good book. You have so much experience with cats. What is one of the tips that you have mentioned in the book where you're letting people, you know, the children know, hey, this is how cats are. This is how you have to approach them and so forth. What do you think is the most important tip? Maybe the tip about approaching cats, like how you want to approach and let them like sniff your hand and kind of come to you before you start petting them. Cats usually don't like abrupt petting from strangers. And, and so it's kind of good to know how to get how to approach cats before just going in and paying them because that might get you like a scratch. I totally agree. I hear so much people say, well, yeah, I once to pet your cat, but she scratched me, you know, and she's telling you, hey, don't do that. But that's how she gets the message across or he gets the message across, you know, and people just misunderstand that all the time. All right. We're going to take a short break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk more about your book. We'll be right back. As a pet parent to a dog and a cat, you're going to run into some catastrophes. Your dog eating up the cat's food or scavenging in the litter box is one of them. With DoorBuddy, you don't have to worry about cutting a hole in your door or struggling with a pet gate. 
DoorBuddy's adjustable door strap installs in seconds and without any tools. Finally, an easier way to let cats into rooms and keep dogs out of trouble. For 20% off DoorBuddy, use code CATITUDE20. That's CATITUDE20 at thedoorbuddy.com. That's thedoorbuddy.com. Give your cat back its space today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Nigel and Rachel, the authors of Pet That Cat. So you have more than just, you know, your cat tips and how children should approach a cat. You also have great feline facts and tips. And now I want another favorite, Nigel. What is your favorite feline fact? I think that it's maybe about cats and when they're uh, kind of like um, showing their belly up to the sky with their paws out, with their paws up in there. Okay. And because um, sometimes when you go to pet them, they'll just like pounce on your hand. But other times, they'll just let you pet them. So it kind of depends on the cat. And I think it's kind of cool how they have just the different ways that they respond based on the different cats. So I think it's just kind of a cool little fact. Very cool. I like the feline fact about their taste buds, how they have a few hundred and humans have 9,000. And they make this up with their sense of smell. And also that they don't like sweet stuff, but... Dennis will sometimes eat a cookie, so I don't know if he's an exception or if he just smells something else in that cookie that's driving him to uh, eat it, or he's just greedy. I don't know. You also, in your book, went into the history of cats. Why did you think this would be good to include in the book? Maybe because it's cool. It's like how cats look at how their history is kind of, because they have a really cool history. Like in ancient Egypt, they're kind of like um, worshipped almost as like a god. Sometimes mummy, mummified with like their caregivers and stuff. So I think it's cool how, in, you know, like in the different cultures, how they have been like um, put throughout the cultures in, as, a, as like in ancient Egypt, almost like as gods or in other places, just as like places almost like to guard the house or like to catch the mice. So I think it's kind of cool how cats are throughout history. Yeah. And, you know, cats were like little working furry things for so many years and just basically rodent catchers way more before they became domesticated. And they I know that they came over to the U.S. from Europe on ships. That was a big job for them, keeping rodents out, you know, out of the food source on ships. And I like that you included that part in your book because not everybody knows that. You also included some famous cats. Do you have a favorite? I think Scarlet the Hero Cat. It's a, it was a um, mother cat who was in it. So there's a fire in the building. And uh, there's this fireman who um, specialized in kind of like getting animals out of the fire. And uh, after he'd gotten some kittens out, because he found a lot of kittens there, he then found more on the side of the building. And he found out that their mother cat, Scarlet, had been going back into the fire after repeatedly being kind of like a burned and injured to get all the kittens out and bring them kind of one by one to the wall. I think it's just kind of amazing. It's amazing how the mama cats care for their kittens and, um, and what they do. Here's a fun fact. Sammy, who's the, I have Sammy and Jethro. There are two more of my cats and they're outdoor because they were community cats, feral cats and 
Sammy's still skittish. One time, right before a hurricane, we couldn't find Sammy and she just had her babies. They were so little. And we were looking all over the place. And finally, her husband said, I'm going to check something. And he opened up his hood of the car and she was laying there in an ark. And the babies, she had three babies, were right. And Sammy's a little cat, little tabby. Babies were right next to her. Obviously, the car hadn't been driven, so it was cool. But it was like, oh, my gosh, I'm glad I checked. And then one of the babies fell out. So we ended up putting like a cushion underneath just in case any more of the babies fell out. But it's amazing what they go through. I mean, Scarlett was burned and moving her babies one by one. That's incredible. And I liked how they they created an award with Scarlett's name on it. Yes. They would give that out to Hero Cats yearly from then on. I believe it was the North Shore Animal League who created that. Yes. That's just incredible, the lens they go to. So I also, you have so much great information in this handbook. I like the um, adoption advice that you give and, you know, for people to go to shelters and everything. What do you think is the most important thing to consider when adopting a cat? Um, maybe look at it's a, well, one of them, maybe looking at how old they are, because like, a you know, most people just want to look at kitten or something, right? But that may not fit every single household. You may have to, I don't know, go to work or not have enough energy or time to take care of the small little kittens that need, you know, extensive care because of how, you know, young they are. They can't do as many things on their own. And then also, but like an older cat might be perfect because it, they usually don't need as much um, taking care of kind of. They're usually a lot more independent than the much younger kittens. So that can be better for um, the households. But also it's that the, that the older and especially senior cats don't get adopted as much and are usually staying in the shelter longer than the kittens. So that's also a good thing to consider. That's great advice. And that's something I wish more people would consider. There's so many older pets that are in shelters that make great pets and great fur babes and they get overlooked and, you know, kittens grow up quickly and they are, they are a handful. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. How did you like interviewing Erin Mares from Paws Chicago? It was fun. She was yeah. really wonderful. We were able to send her Nigel's questions and get answers. And whenever she said something that we had a follow-up question with, we could um, send another question. She was great and really helping us and giving us good information. I guess I, I should have prefaced this with, so Erin Mays, she's a cat behavior specialist and Paw Chicago is a no-kill shelter and rescue. So were you able to visit the rescue? No, we wish we could have. We have shown pets from there in the past who have needed homes, but we've never been to the rescue. We've talked with them before. She's very informative, and I'm so glad you added that to the book because I think it gives even more information and great advice for children to go seek out shelters for adopting cats. Yes. Okay, let's get to the fun stuff, Nigel, the really fun stuff. You have a quiz about your cat personality and you have the cat name, which is really, really fun. And you have like first name. How does it? Let's see. It works. It's a quiz and you choose your cat's first name. What made you decide to include this? I think that it's just kind of a fun way to just 
and kind of end off on the books and it's very close to end. I think this is kind of a fun little activity that you can do to just, you know, have a little fun with the book. I think it's way fun. I don't remember what my cat's name would be, but it was it was something really funny. And I like the cat personality quiz you have as well. And then the different breeds of cats for children to look for and the resources, all great stuff. You have a cat with a really interesting name, the Princess Cadbury Cream. Some, am I getting it right? Princess Cadbury Cream Kitten. And do you call her all those names? Usually we just call her Princess, but sometimes we will. Okay, now your book is fantastic. It's a great read, and I think it's so, so great for children. And I think it's really informative, actually, for adults, too, because so many misunderstand cats. What is going to be your next book? I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm not sure if there will be a next book. So, yeah, I have no idea. What would you say to if there's, you know, some parents listening? Well, I'm sure we have plenty of parents listening, children listening that you would say to them for, you know, a suggestion to purchase the book. I think that it is just kind of a great read for most of it is because of just how informative it is. I think it teaches kids more about cats so they can take better care of the cats in their life. Mm -hmm. If they're thinking about getting their own cat, it would help them be aware of things. I think it would also help parents too. And as you said, a lot of people approach cats as smaller dogs. And this teaches a lot of the different personalities of cats. Exactly. And you know that when I said that people think of cats as small dogs, I think I first heard that from Jackson Galaxy, although I'm not really sure. And that's so true. And Rachel, you said this cats are mostly indoors, especially in the US. And if they're outside, they're not really cats that are approachable. They're generally cats that are, you know, community cats or TNR cats. And dogs are usually more approachable. That's just how they are. But it doesn't mean that it's bad or good. They're just different, you know, just like people are different. So great, great book. Nigel, where can people buy your book? A lot of places, Amazon, at some bookstores, stuff like that. Basically, most yeah. bookstores, um, you can go online. It will be published on July 12th. So you can pre-order now, but then you can receive it after then. Well, I love your book. And for everyone listening, it's Pet That Cat. It's a handbook for making feline friends by Nigel Kidd and Rachel Bronigan. And I want to thank you both, Nigel and Rachel, for coming on Catitude. Thank you so much. And thank you for writing such a great book. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I hope you enjoyed this show. I really love this book. It's a great little handbook and it's it's good for kids, but I think adults that have children would like to read it too. I want to thank Nigel and Rachel for coming on that Catitude and telling us about Pet That Cat. I'd like to thank my cat crew. They taught me a lot about how to approach cats. That's Molly and Charlotte and Dennis and Sammy and Jethro. Um, A special thanks to Nikki the dog that, well, he taught me how dogs interact with cats and basically he just lets them rule the roost. Thanks to everyone listening. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for making Catitude such a popular podcast out there in digital world. And a special thank you to my producer, Mark Winner, for making me and my guests sound amazing. Now remember, lose the attitude, have catitude. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.